Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is our monthly economic update. And for this discussion, I am thankful to be joined once again remotely today by Sean McCreary, Vice President and Wealth Investment Officer in First United's Wealth Management Department. Sean, how's it going this morning? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you joining as always. So uh, how's how's summer treating you so far? Are you, are you uh, in vacation mode? You just got back from vacation, right? <laughs> yeah, I just got back from a little, little beach vacation with the family and got to relax a little bit. Uh, and luckily markets stayed fairly calm. So that, that helps, that helps for my, my vacation. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So exciting times. So, all right, well, let's, let's hop into it. And I think, uh, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to start off in the, in the world of negatives. Um, and then we'll, we'll hopefully jump to some more positive news at the end. Yep. Yep. That's the plan. I, I, I our, in our, in our view, at least economically, negatives still outweigh the positives. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a little different story in, in the world of, of, of stock market and bond market. Returns are, are, are positive and, and pretty strong, actually. But we'll kind of get into that and, 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 and talk about that here at the end. But <clears throat> at least economically, again, we see, see that negatives outweigh the positives. We still do expect a recession, uh, economic recession over the, the next 6 to 12 months. Um, and then one of the main reasons is the, the, uh, federal reserve, uh, bank, the federal market committee, um, still is, has over the last year, a little over a year now has been in tightening mode and, and trying to slow the economy. And, uh, there's only been a couple exceptions when, when they tighten their monetary policy and, and don't push the economy in, into a recession. Um, and, and our expectation is that they, they do have to, uh, and what they've done so far is enough to, to likely push uh, the, the economy into a recession. At this point, we, we don't see anything, um, <clears throat> any big issues that, that might be a, a uh, really catastrophic, no, no great recession like 08, 09, no depression type event, um, mm-hmm. but but a, a slowdown that's for sure, and it's it's ultimately to quell the inflation that we've been doing, dealing with for the past couple of years. So, right. are we not see, are, get, are we not seeing that ch- dramatic change because we've kind of already priced it into the market? Is that why? And that 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 could be the, the possibility that that the pain that was felt last year to to kind of revalue stocks um, and bonds was was enough uh, <coughs> repricing to to price in that that recessionary environment. But obviously, <coughs> the. Well, we don't know. We don't know um, right. what, 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 how, what, what the effect that the tightening that they've done so far, what ultimate effect um, that'll have on the economy um, is is yet to be known. And 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 like like the comment is always on monetary policy. It it uh, affects the economy in long and variable lags. Right. So the <laughs> the Fed has raised uh, rates 
their depository rate by 5% and in a fairly quick manner. Um, it's pretty unprecedented, the, not the amount that they moved, but how quick they did it. Um, and so the fact that they've, we haven't had the long and variable uh, lag yet, um, uh, we've seen some cracks with some banking issues, of course. It seems at least we haven't had uh, any more bank failures um, and, and it doesn't sound like any any other talks of, of takeovers so like the 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 recent one um, with JP Morgan buying up um, first Republic but um, but we our, our thought is that that is just kind of the first crack um, in the economy and, and the tightening that has taken place will will lead to more cracks as we go forward um, and in the possibility of, of further banking issues, um, I, there's been a lot of conversation about commercial real estate just because of the work from home environment and how cities and, and um, um, suburbs have, have, ch- have needed to change and adapt to that leads to in many especially northern uh, northern um, metropolitan areas having a lot of vacant commercial real estate um, and and there's there's concerns uh, abroad about about that as well um, so that's another thing we're keeping an eye on the uh, one of our our main things that has kind of been in contraction territory for a few months now um, of course the Institute of supply management their purchasing managers manufacturing index still remains in contraction territory territory in May at 46.9 percent. New orders and backlog orders were the kind of the big things that we kind of make the things, some of the things, items that make up that that index overall um, are, are two things that contracted uh, and, and remain uh, in contraction territory. Again, diffusion index, so if it's below 50, it's in contraction. It's above 50 in expansion. Those are both below 50 um, and, and got worse, um, um, contracted, contracted further. Um, production, employment, and new export orders actually all rose, and are at least at fifty, um, or actually in expansion tor- territory. So, <clears throat> very interesting things from here. Uh, but, but compared to its its um, the other portion of the economy, which is the larger portion um, in services, manufacturing has been the more negative one, and it's been negative for a little while now. Yeah. And we'll talk about services there in a second. The other thing that obviously continues to be an issue is, and it's and and one of the main issues is, um, is because monetary policy has has had to be tightened to to get it under control as inflation now. Inflation, the most recent reports, which we just actually um, this week um, here, here midway through June, uh, we just got a, a CPI report. Um, uh, consumer price inflation report and a producer price inflation report PPI. Both of those actually, um, though they're still positive on a year-over-year basis, actually are, are less positive than they were the, the previous month and are, are, are continuing the, the, the trend that we've wanted to see. Um, of, of coming down and, and on a month over month basis being below that uh, point, uh, point 0.4, 0.5% number. They're actually right around a 0.1% number and then the PPI is actually negative. Um, so they're both trending in the right directions. Um, PPI actually is, is fairly low. It's uh, on a core PPI basis. It's, it's uh, actually below 3%, uh, right around 3%. Um, and, and CPI, um, 
is, is at, at 4% and has been coming down ever so slightly for the last few months. So good things. Everything's moving in the right direction there, but it's still double the Fed's target. The Fed's target is 2%, um, and we're at 4%. And, and uh, <clears throat> still still a good way to go as, as our, thought, our thought and our research partners' thinking is that, okay, we, we, we were at midsummer last year, we were at around 9%. So we got down, uh, we're down, uh, and core CPI is around 5%. So taking it from nine to 5% actually was probably the easy kind of just getting some of the low hanging fruit out of the way. Um, getting it from core CPI from 5%, uh, down to 2% is what might, we might, might need to cause some pain, demand destruction, um, to to really get that to to fall in line right. as as we move forward, the the other thing that has happened recently along with along those lines is uh, we actually had a uh, the conclusion of of the Fed's uh, June meeting. Uh, they actually decided uh, in June at their June meeting to to pause and not to hike. Uh, which is this is the first hike uh, since or the first meeting since March of last year where they have not had a change um, to their depository rate. So we'll see if this is the end of because um, right. they still they still held uh, held it out there that they could continue to right. raise it later if they wanted to. Right. Right, and and Fed Chair Powell, even in the in the press conference, even though he after their meeting, there's a statement released, and then he has about thirty minutes later a press conference, which he answers answers questions, um, and he even uh, and, and not sure what kind of slip it was or mistake it was, <laughs> but he he tried to take it back, but he did say skip. Um, and, and not uh, just pause um, at, 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 at for this meeting. So he he said, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say skip." Uh, in, <laughs> in the, his comments, but he he did it did come out of his mouth. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, I think our expectation and, and our research research partners' expectation is is that they are done. Um, but they're still <laughs> they they also put out some uh, kind of where. Uh, the Fed governors that are a part of that committee, where their expectations are for rates throughout the rest of this year and actually for the next few years, um, and 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 those expectations, they they still have a couple more rate hikes to go this year. Um, no cuts this year, which the market actually is still pricing in uh, them cutting rates by uh, before, uh, prior to January of, of mm. 2024. Um, and their their cuts aren't until I think towards the end of 2024, maybe even 2025, gotcha. is when they they say they might need to cut rates. So very a lot of a lot of market moving um, events that took place um, on the negative side. Um, so it, again, that's that's why we think uh, there's there's more negatives right now than um, than positives. But on the positive side. Um, we, we, one of the big things that, and why we say, Hey, we're not in a recession yet, um, is the labor market. We continue to have a very, very strong labor market, low unemployment rate, uh, for May we added 339,000 jobs, according to the non-farm payrolls report, uh, which was above consensus, consensus expectations. 
unemployment rate though did rise uh, to 3.7 percent from, but that's from a 53-year low of 3.4 percent over the prior month, and a lot of that that unemployment rate rising was because uh, more people came into the job market looking for work, um, which is a good thing. That's a positive thing that, that the Fed wants to see. If 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 an employment rate goes up because more people are, are coming back and looking for work, um, that's that's kind of a positive thing. And that's that could be the the answer of how we get to a soft landing, but we'll see how it moves from here. Um, the other thing that was positive for uh, um, possible soft landing was the the wage growth um, actually ticked down uh, to four point four point three percent growth year over year from about, I think around four point five to four point seven percent from the prior month. So another good thing that's that's uh, that's one of those things that you want to see positive wage growth, but you don't want to see it um, as high as it is. Um, and, and if it, if it's coming down slightly similar to inflation. Um, that's what the Fed wants to see. Um, the other other item that actually um, more more recently has been negative, but but overall still still has been running fairly low. Um, as initial weekly jobless claims actually in mid March it, it popped up close to the two hundred fifty thousand level, which can at least historically can be somewhat um, concerning. Um, but then by the end of May, it had come down to 232,000 claims, um, unemployment, new unemployment claims, which was actually declined. But then here at the beginning of June, it is, this number has actually popped back up um, and, and was right around the uh, 260,000 level. So um, we'll see. It. There were some, some interesting numbers in there. There was a couple of states that had really, really large jumps um, for for this recent month, um, so we'll see if that's just a, a statistical anomaly or if it's revised um, at, at a later date. Um, but but that'll be an interesting trend to watch and see because that's that's kind of one of our uh, re, one of our research partners use that as a kind of a canary in the coal mine as to uh, that's uh, that initial jobless claims starting to jump above that 250, 255,000 level and staying above it as, hey, here comes, here comes uh, a recessionary type environment. Gotcha. So, so something that we'll, we'll keep an eye on, but, um, but, but we'll see if that becomes a trend or, or just an anomaly um, over the next couple of months. And then um, <clears throat> again, we talked about the manufacturing side of things, services side of thing actually has been more positive um, it still it did come down somewhat, but still technically an expansion territory territory um, in May, but barely at 50.3% came down from 51.9% in April. Um, <clears throat> production, new orders, new export orders all fell, but remained in expansion territory. And the, uh, what we really like to take a look at is the, kind of the respondents' comments in, in, in these, um, these surveys and Though they did indicate business conditions are stable, uh, they are there are concerns uh, relative to the slowing economy. So interesting to to see that those those ISM services indexes, Institute of Supply Management, uh, why those are looked at is they're considered one of the the few economic data points that. We we can look at that are actually somewhat forward looking, um, and and not completely backward looking like a lot of the data that we look at. So, right. uh, some some interesting things going on there. 
And then one of the big things that kind of got out of the way um, here at the end of May, um, and, and very thankfully, but kind of as as most uh, analysts, market t- participants thought they would do, um, the fan- Financial Responsibility Act was signed into law shortly uh, by Congress, shortly and by the president before shortly after the Senate passed the bill. Um, faced some opposition during the week, but ultimately cooler heads prevailed and in congress as they typically do over the, I think the last last uh, 100 or, or so debt ceiling um impasses uh, they kick the can down the road once again uh, push it out to i believe 2025 after the uh after the next presidential election um did uh, some spending caps um uh, for for some things, but not not a big enough. Uh, we don't think there will be a, a large impact on on overall economic growth just because of of what they did there. So, kind of largely largely what was expected by the market um, overall. So, gotcha. and then kind of wrapping things up uh, again. Um, though we we've seen these these economic headwinds these economic issues that that lead us to say there's there's a recessionary environment coming the interesting thing has been been what the stock market has done um we thought may might finish poorly because of the uh because of the debt ceiling but because there's positive news on it we actually got the most positive trading week uh to end end the month of may uh, since since March, um, and and that that gave gave us a, a actually a positive return for uh, for May as well. Um, <clears throat> so the the interesting thing here is again, like like you said, Eric, most of the time markets kind of look three to six, twelve months ahead and say, okay. Well, we're, we've already priced in, uh, possibly priced in a, a, a bear market, uh, and and we had a bear market over the last year, uh, but that was possibly already priced in. So maybe we already priced in a recession, and they're looking out and saying, oh, well, 2024, 2023 is going to be bad, uh, might have some interesting and, and negative earnings, but 2024 actually isn't looking too bad, and we're actually starting to see earnings expectations uh, go up a little bit for 2024. Um, so that, that kind of leads to, leads to the kind of positive returns that we've seen on a year-to-date basis. Um, but the, the question is, is, is the market really coming up uh, with all those roses? Um, right. the, the, I think the interesting thing, the market thus far, the market advance has been, has been worrisomely narrow, meaning if you took out the the top seven names, the S and P 500. And I think at the end of May, I think we were the S and P 500 was, I think about 11% positive, but you took out the top seven names, uh, the biggest seven names, the apples and the, the, uh, Amazons, Microsoft's, you took out those guys, the S and P would be actually basically flat for the year. So that's, that's what we mean by narrow. Yeah. Um, I think that obviously those perceived AI beneficiaries, um, which the probably the immediate monetization prospects of a lot of that technology is murky at best. Uh, and sure, there are plenty of things to ponder and worry about. Um, but we, we technically kind of have kind of climbed back into a bull market. Um, we're, we're 
20% above the, the lows of October 2022. Um, and a lot of times the bulls have, have a propensity to kind of climb the wall of worry uh, <laughs> out of a bear market into a bull market. But um, this bull is definitely not sure-footed. Uh, we, we still kind of remain in the, the range-bound camp. Um, we're above 4,400 now. Um, but but still think there's going to be volatility this year as as we we do see the economy slowing recessionary environment taking place and and we think earnings will be a little worse than uh through the rest of this year than than expected and, and possibly not as good in 2024 as as some of these analysts are starting to predict so uh therefore we we got, still recommend patients still underweight in our portfolios and in conservative positioning um and we think the short term kind of risk reward is, is definitely skewed to the downside uh, for markets. And on the flip side, kind of on fixed income again, like I mentioned, our expectation is, is that the Fed, this pause is, is actually the end and, and that, that we won't see any more tightening going forward. Um, but, but, uh, that's, that's our expectation. But if, if inflation is stickier, um, near these current levels and, and doesn't continue that trend, there are chances for a, couple, a few more basis, a few more uh, 25 basis point hikes through the remainder of the year. Um, <laughs> but again, we, we're a little more positive on fixed income uh, because we do think that the recessionary environment is coming. We're also on, on high quality investments on the fixed income side. We're getting uh, types of, of rates and returns, um, possibilities that, that we haven't seen since prior to the 0809 Great Recession. Mm-hmm. So we, we think those, those safer um, and, and good uh, high-quality cash uh, yields are, are, are definitely uh, a, a little better, a little safer, um, especially going into kind of an unknown environment. Um, with with a recession uh, likely to take place, um, so that's that's kind of where we are uh, taking advantage, buying that high quality, five percent, five and a half percent, almost six percent investments um, that that <coughs> that are, are government backed and and we think are are fairly safe, and we'll get if 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 a recessionary environment does take place and the Fed has to cut rates, um, we'll be. Um, will be beneficiaries and appreciate through those times while while some of the other assets in the portfolio um, have have possible negative returns. But again, again, I'm I'm saying we're conservative, we're underweight. Uh, We're definitely not market timers. We would never um, get fully out of, of stocks are fully out of bonds. And and this year is a perfect example of why our expectation coming in to this year was that the market would have still volatile returns, possibly negative returns. And and we're sitting here at the end of May, uh, middle of June, and, and have uh, 10% plus returns in, right. in equities um, and, and, and solid returns in bonds as well. So... <clears throat> A good thing as to why to stay diversified, stay yep. invested, and, and, and keep, don't don't feel like you you know everything and know exactly what's going to happen at any point in time. Patience and diversification. Yep. Yep. We're all in this for the long term. That's for sure. <laughs> that's right. 
Sean, thank you so much for joining us today and, and providing such helpful insights. If if someone's listening, they they heard something you're talking about, it's got them thinking, they've got a question, they've got a concern, uh, what's the best way they can get the support they need? The, the best way is, is to go online or go in, uh, on uh, mybank.com and, and go to wealth, wealth management area, that link, and you'll be able to find someone in your area or go into your local branch um, that and, and see if you can talk to, if you don't already talk to someone in the wealth management area, ask to, to speak with someone. We're always open to have a conversation, talk about um, financial planning, estate planning, all, all the like. Um, and, and we're always willing to sit down and at least have a conversation and see if you're on the right track, maybe not not ready for, for us. Or, and we also have some other things to just to help people um, <clears throat> at least see if they're on the right track when they're, they're financial planning. That's for sure. Right. Sean McCreary, Vice President and Wealth Investment Officer in First United's Wealth Management Department. Thanks again for joining me today. Thanks, Eric. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. You can also leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. We thank you for listening. We'll be back next time with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. First United, my bank for life. This document is a general communication being provided for informational purposes only. It is educational in nature and not designed to be taken as advice or a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, feature, or other purpose in any jurisdiction, nor is it a commitment from First United Bank and Trust or any of its subsidiaries to participate in any of the transactions mentioned herein. Any examples are generic, hypothetical, and for illustration purposes only. This material does not contain sufficient information to support an investment decision and should not be relied upon in evaluating the merits of investing in any securities or products. In addition, users should make independent assessment of the legal, regulatory, credit, and accounting implications and determine together with their own professional advisors if any investment mentioned herein is believed to be suitable to their personal goals. Investors should ensure that they obtain all available relevant information before making any investment. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, or investment techniques and strategies set out are for information purposes only based on certain assumptions and current market conditions and are subject to change without prior notice. All information presented herein is considered to be accurate at the time of production, but no warranty of accuracy is given and no liability in respect of any error or omission is accepted. It should be noted that investment involves risks. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate in accordance with market conditions and taxation agreements, and investors may not get back the full amount invested. Both past performance and yields are not reliable indicators of current and future results.